and welcome to Pixels. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me is my co-host, Casey McGeorge. How are you? How's it going, everybody? Good. Uh, hope everyone had a happy holidays, whether it's Kwanzaa or, or Christmas or Hanukkah. Um, rang in the New Year nice Festivus. and and everything. Yep. <laughs> uh, hope your airing of grievances went well and you won your feats of strength and uh, <laughs> you start off the New Year in a good way. Yes. Uh, yeah. Happy New Year. We're recording this on New, Year- New Year's Day of 2022. And while we will talk some other things first, the main gist of this episode is going to be games we're looking forward to this year. So what better way to kick off 2022 than to look ahead to all the good games that should be coming our way. Uh, but first, I guess, Casey, uh, in the time off that you've had and uh, since we've last done an episode, what games have you either bought recently or got around a chance to play? Uh, so for me, I've been doing a little more Halo Infinite. Um, really love that game. Uh, somehow, Microsoft sent me a free six-month trial of Game Pass for consoles. Um, don't know how, don't know why, but I, I got a free six-month trial of it. Cool. So once I got that uh, going, I decided, you know what, uh, let me, since it's free um, and I don't have to pay for the game, let me try Forza Horizon 5. And let me say, I can absolutely understand why this game has the accolades that it does. Um, I'm not a big racing game guy. Uh, the racing games I've played have been like Arcade Racers, uh, Need for Speed, uh, I think it was Hot Pursuit was the last one I played, where you're getting chased by the cops. Uh, Burnout, just because you get to crash in everything and, and destroy other cars and billboards and things. Um, I don't know much about cars except put key in, hit the gas pedal, car go vroom. <laughs> right? Same. So uh, your Forza Motorsport and your Gran Turismo's are, are way out of my lane because it's too technical racing. and I end up crashing and going the wrong way and it's no fun for me. But there's so much to do in Horizon 5. Um, and it is truly a just a fun game. And I think the best way I heard it described, and I can see it, uh, I listened to a bunch of the IGN podcasts. And the guy, uh, I think his name's Ryan McCaffrey, who hosts the Xbox One called Unlocked. He said the best way he can describe it is it's not a racing game, it's a driving game. And I can, I can kind of agree with that. There's racing in there and everything, obviously. But it's more about driving and different things you can do. And um, for the last, like, three or four days, I've been I've been playing the heck out of that. Which is going to lead me to either, A, do I buy this game fully? Or do I just keep up with the uh, Game Pass for consoles and renew that when the time comes? And you have that for six months right now? Yeah, it expires either in mm. end of May or end of June in twenty. Well, you got a long time to think, make that decision. <laughs> and there's a couple games that are going to come out yeah. for it, um, which you know I can I can check out. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do the ultimate just because I don't do PC gaming. Um, so for me, that that really wouldn't be I wouldn't gain a lot of benefit out of that. Um, I don't play a ton of the EA games anymore. Um, 
some we'll touch on later. I don't play Madden every year. We talked about this before. I don't play Madden every year um, like I did six or seven years ago and buy the, the, the new copy every August when it came out. So, because EA Ultimate, the EA Game Pass version comes with Game uh, Game Pass Ultimate. So, um, I may stick with the console, um, which could save me some money on games, but I'm the kind of person who likes still having the physical copy of the game. So, like, if I lose internet connectivity or I have to move and I don't have internet for a couple of days, I can still play it as long as it doesn't need to check for a connection. Um, so, I don't know. I got six months. I'm going to decide uh, by the end of it. But uh, so far, at least just for this, man, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way with, with physical copies of stuff. Or, or even if it's not physical copy, if it's a copy that, like, I'll own. So, meaning, like, typically, even when it comes to non-video games, if it comes to, like, a... um. Uh, either like a comic book or a uh, or TV DVD show or, or movie. If it's somewhere I can stream it, I'll watch it that way. But if I really love it, I'm going to buy it physically or buy like a digital copy of it or something. That way I don't have to keep like if I ever got rid of the subscription of whatever service it's on or as it tends to do now, those things jump from service to service to service. I have some sort of copy I can watch uh, whenever I, whenever it strikes my mood, you know, like when the office switching to Peacock, even though I knew I was having Peacock for like, uh, the English Premier League and other stuff, I was like, I'm going to buy the office digital. They had for like 30 bucks for the, for, uh, for the whole nine seasons on Voodoo. And I watch it that way a lot of times. Cause I don't have to worry about having ads like Peacock does. And, um, uh, you know, I don't, and I also already have the DVDs. So like, I, I like have stuff multiple ways at times. Um, same thing, like I said, for certain comic books or whatever. If I read one on one of my streaming services of comics I have, and I'm like, like they just recently had a uh, a sale for Spider Man because of the movie, where they had some of these like trade paperbacks digitally for ninety nine cents to one dollar ninety nine cents. And I bought up all the ones that they had for Spider-Man on sale because I said, if I ever get rid of this Marvel app I have, I can have them on my Amazon Kindle or my Amazon app, you know, Um, stuff like that is kind of how I operate. So I've gotten the PC game pass since we last did one. I haven't played too many games. on. I've played, uh, I I started playing 12 minutes on it. Um, And, you know, I got PC game pass for, I think it's a dollar for three months. I don't know if that's a dollar um, each month or a dollar for the three months, but whatever it is, it's a good deal. So I was like, I'll, I'll do this and I'll can test out some of these other games on my PC since I don't have an Xbox right now. How, how are you liking 12 minutes so far? It's, so it's, I, it's a very divisive game. From what it I've is. Seen. I know. I looked it up it after we spoke. I looked it up after we spoke, and yeah, there were some people that were railing against it pretty hard, calling it a disgusting game at times, too. Um, but I, I, I've i enjoyed it. it. It's frustrating as hell at times, because it's a loop, right? Uh, so if, if you can, like, 
you can skip playing through the whole loop at times by either taking a nap or like walking out the door and walking back in and it'll reset if you mess something up. But sometimes just having to go through the same things or like be like, I don't like sometimes I, I hit a wall the one night where I felt like I had done as much as I could. And I was able to put some pieces together and then I was like, it got reset. And then I was like, okay, now how do I approach it now? And then I would try different things and sometimes it led to the same thing. And I'm like trying to figure out if I already, like if I messed up, because if you look up like FAQs on it or guides on it, which I try not to do so I don't see spoilers, but uh, I was looking like, okay, how is a loop game structured, right? Like how would a guide look for this? And for some of these people, it's like, okay, on loop one, you, you should do this. Loop two, you should do this. And they can get it done in a few loops. What I my point was trying to be like, okay, try to figure out like what else I can do. Like you can really, what I like about it is you can mix your inventory items up a lot. Like after my first two loops, I think it was, I realized that the wife is going to set the set the you know for the first loop. I I messed up what people usually do on their first loop, but on the first loop. Usually you have like this dinner and she gives you dessert and all this kind of stuff. Well, you can help her set the table by giving water, like, you know, putting a mug, filling it up with water. And then in the bathroom, I found sleeping pills and I was able to realize, okay, on one of these loops, I'm going to give her the sleeping pills and mix it in with the water. She's going to drink it and, then I'll have free roam of this apartment before the cop gets here or whatever, you know, and you're on this time crunch at that point. And there's, there's other things. There's a light switch in the bedroom that can cause um, some issues that I got creative with to be able to figure out, okay, how do I pacitate the cop and, and stuff like that, that I was able to really, you know, put some pieces together. It was really fun. Um, one thing that was not very fun is I did kill the wife at one time just to see what would happen. And um, she, uh, you know, the, the, the cop comes in, he's like, oh my God, you killed her. But I was like, does this change anything in the loop? And it, it really like didn't, it made the loop, you know, at, at the end when I, everything was bad, I just walked out the door and walked back in and reset everything. But I like the idea of it. I like what I'm doing. The cast is really great. It's like, Right now, I'm kind of stuck in this moment, and I haven't turned it back on recently due to all this crazy stuff that's happened recently. But I I want to, but I'm worried I have to start all the way over again. But I guess since it's a loop game, it doesn't really matter if I start over again. So I guess that's kind of what I'm um, trying to figure out right now is, uh, you know, you get little pieces of the mystery in each loop, and you can kind of try to change what you're doing. You can use different items. You can try to do all these different things, um, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. But I got really frustrated about two hours in, where I was like, "I'm stuck right now." That uh, I, like I said, I haven't played it, but that's something I've heard from a lot of people. Is it's very easy to get stuck and hit a wall, and not be sure of okay, I'm doing something wrong because I can't progress but I don't know what I need to do differently in order to like unlock that one quote unquote door to progress the story further. Um, 
The apartment's very small. Like, really, if, if you haven't seen it, if people haven't seen it, it's the you walk in, there's a small coat closet, there's the bedroom, uh, they're both on the left, the bathroom is straight ahead, the kitchen is kind of to the right, and it's open with the living room slash dining room. So it's a very small area to work with that you're like, okay, that's where you keep getting stuck because you can't go anywhere else. Um, how do I do this? What type of conversation do I bring up this time to maybe get that other piece? Uh, one thing I heard was it, it's, it's real easy to ask the wrong question and like get the wife to just basically like shut down on you or just get mad and like walk out on you or whatever. That happened three. And that, and that was part of the frustration because I felt like I had handled it pretty well. Um, but yeah, there's three times she goes down there and I'm like, She'll she'll leave the place, so you can't chase her because it resets. And you just have to hear. You can still hear her, you know. And then she runs into the cop by Willem Dafoe it, downstairs in the lobby, and then, you know, he brings her back up anyway. Um, yeah, you can kind of use that to your advantage at times, if you want it to, but um, it's a little difficult. But uh, yeah, that that's. That's pretty much what I've been doing. I may I may take a scroll through Game Pass here uh, in a little bit today and see uh, maybe what I want to put on my wish list or see what else they have on there that I might want to give it a try. Um, just simply because it's one of the good, one of the things I've heard is it's good to just test out games because obviously you're not paying for them. Like, but I, I gotta say, um, and this is nothing against Game Pass. Um, I don't know what I get our modern consoles and I get that you can't play everything off of the disc anymore because the graphics are so intense and the computing powder power needs. But when it takes like four hours to download and install a game like that is frustrating. Um, Luckily, I'm a 43 year old man. I cannot imagine what it would have been like to be a kid on Christmas and now you get a new series X or PlayStation five and you get a couple games and you go to hook it up. And as soon as you hook it up, you got to wait for like a console update. And depending on your internet, that can take an hour or two. Um, and then when you go to install like halo or Forza or something else now, depending once again, depending on your internet, it might take three or four hours. It took me three hours to download and install Forza Horizon the other night. Um, your Christmas Day's gone. Like, that was one of the good things about when you were a kid and you got a console or you got new games on Christmas Day. Was, man, you were plugging that bad boy in and you were, like, you were playing all day long. And now yeah. you might not be able to play till like, 6, 7 o'clock at night. Well, you know, and that was kind of like, as we'll transition to this game later on here, but... Um, I'm not sure if I told the story really, I, I probably did, but you know, when I got a PS2 for Christmas that year, it was for my dad and for me, and it came with, um, Gran Turismo three. And it came with, um, like my mom had bought Madden 2002 Dante Culpepper on the front. And yeah, we put that sucker in, we opened that one up, I think Christmas Eve, because my parents usually let me open up a gift on Christmas Eve, so I think they let us open up the the PS2. And we had that sucker plugged up 
playing Madden, uh, you know, within minutes. Um, back when you only needed to plug in like the the composite jacks, put in the disc, and you know, yeah, let's go. Ball, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that it is very frustrating because it is something I worry about. Like when I would get my, you know nephew's presence or so you know my nephews play video games and you're like you know they want to play it you're you're like we have to download it and it's it could be very frustrating even hell for myself when i wanted to play some of these games that i've been playing where i have to sit there and you know download them and and then not even if you have the physical copy stuff to install it which can take a bit yeah and and then add on to that uh I don't know if it happened this year. I don't think it did, or at least I didn't get affected by it. But I know pretty regularly on Christmas, a lot of these services go down. Not not that they go down, but they just get over over encumbered. PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, uh, Nintendo's online services, because there's so many people getting these systems and things that every year, for whatever reason, they can't handle the strain. So then, you know, people are trying to download and install and do these things, but they can't. Because PlayStation Network is down or Xbox Live is down. And, you know, and once again, I, I get why, like I said, with, with the way graphics are and the, the way things look nowadays, you can't play those things off of the disc. You know, we're not in the PlayStation 1 and 2 generation anymore. We just have polygons. I get that. But like I said, you know, three and a half hours the other night, I got to, I think the other night before I went to bed, I just I got to do a couple races and just basically like the tutorial for Forza Horizon and that was it. And like I said, I imagine some seven eight year old kid wakes up seven o'clock Christmas morning, and you know he tears open his gift and and he's got these things, but he's not able to play anything till like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. That's supposed to be napping, man. You're supposed to be like you're supposed to be like that the little brother from the Christmas story. We're supposed to be like passed out by that point. You know, with like a controller in your hand and just drool coming down your face, not waiting for it to come up. That's just my rant. I don't know. No, yeah, I, yeah, that, that's kind of the frustrating uh, part of it so far with the newer consoles and, and everything. Is what what I've been doing at times is if I know I want it, you know, ready to install or whatever. I on my PlayStation app, you can download straight to the console while i'm like out doing something or you know somewhere else that uh hopefully by the time i get home or you know whatever i'm done doing for the day i'm able to go down there and and do it i mean the good thing is for like my nintendo switch most of those games don't have that issue at this point um you can pop in the cartridge and you're and you're good to go which is which is good um because that was a big part of, you know, my childhood too, as when I got my Game Boy, is, you know, just being able to open up the Game Boy, you know, put the cartridge in and and go. Um, and what else I also miss is the 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 um, the detailed instructional manuals. Like, I remember when I would be going home from, like, any store if I bought a game. I, I remember, you know what game I remember buying? is like Triple Play Baseball with Jason Giambi on the cover. Uh, and uh, on the way home, reading through the instructional manual, it tells you all about the game modes. Um, when I would get certain Pokemon games, like their instructional manual would have like great artwork of like, 
the starting Pokemon, your rivals, and like tell you how everything works. That by the time I got home, I was ready. I was like, I know how to play this game. I know what modes I'm interested in. And I didn't have to sit there and wait for it to <laughs> install either. I remember Metal Gear, uh, I think it was the original Metal Gear Solid. Um, at one point, you needed the box or the case that the PlayStation, that the game came in for the PS1 because there was a, for the codec, there was a frequency on the back. And uh, it was a problem a lot of people who rented the game ran into was because I think Otacon, even in the game, tells you to look on the back cover and use a, use like, you know, there's a frequency on the back cover for you to contact him or someone else through. And if you rented the game from like Blockbuster Hollywood Video, you basically get the generic cover of like Blockbuster Video, you know, that just on the side says Metal Gear Solid and the disc inside of it. And you couldn't like, you would hit a wall. Um I, and I know it's it's first world problems, um, you know, and I, I know that's some, that's that's really silly to complain about, but it's it's one of those things. Like I said, you know, I'm I'm lucky I can come home, I can install something at night, you know, and then that way I know when I come home the next day from work I can play it, right? But like I said, I think about that kid who who doesn't have that, you know, who's missing out on the joy that we we used to have on Christmas morning. Um, not a lot of gaming news because it's the holidays. A lot of these developers, mm-hmm. um, and, and publishers and things are off, hopefully giving their people time off. Um, the one bit of gaming news, uh, you kind of brought up a little bit earlier was John Madden just passed away uh, a couple days ago. Uh, legendary coach, broadcaster, and the namesake, namesake of John Madden football, or as it's just called now Madden. Um, he was... I remember playing the original Tecmo Bowl back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember you couldn't, like, anytime you would play, you would always say, like, no Raiders. Nobody could play with the Raiders because <laughs> if you had Bo Jackson, he was unstoppable in that game. And there's, you can look up clips on YouTube of people playing with the Raiders and they're Bo Jackson. And literally they could run back and forth up and down the field and not get touched. Um, and the Chicago Bears defense was unstoppable in that game. But uh, he, when they, I, I, I saw a thing on it a long time ago when they brought it up initially, when EA Sports or Electronic Arts initially brought it up and wanted to make a game and he got involved, his big thing was he wanted to make it as realistic as possible. He wanted real plays. He wanted it 11 on 11. And um, he, you know, he did all the, back in those days, he was doing the voiceover work for it and his booms and, you know, he would he would give you instant replays in the game. Uh, because of that game, that's how I ended up being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Mm. Um, back in those days, before they had uh, franchise and dynasty mode, you could basically only play one season, right? So your Steelers and your 49ers and the Cowboys and the Redskins were always all these good teams. But the trick was, could you win the Super Bowl with the bad teams? The worst team just about every year was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like they, they were always horrible, two and fourteen, one and fifteen, and I, I just for whatever reason I developed a love for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going back to the old days of Madden, and it's just stuck with me. Um, I haven't played his game in a couple years, but 
Um, like I said, it's it's an, his his name is going to live on forever, and there's going to be people five or ten years from now who's who are not going to know who John Madden was, but just know the name of Madden NFL football or Madden, you know, twenty twenty five or what you know, twenty thirty two or whatever it's going to be called in those years. Um, so we also lost Betty White. I know it's not video game related, but man, we lost Betty White yeah. yesterday. That's a that's a sad one. A couple of weeks away from turning a hundred too. That 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 one hurt, man. That one that one hurt. Yeah, that's brutal. I I've been telling people I'd be so pissed uh, to die at a hundred and die at ninety nine. That shy of my hundred uh, birthday. As soon as I got up to heaven, I'd be like, we gotta talk. Well, uh, <laughs> well there were jokes that like for whatever reason, Betty White knew what was coming in twenty two and was like, yeah, nope, not gonna not not playing this one anymore. So she dipped out on us, but uh. Yeah, man, just like, you know, just, just, she was, she was awesome. I used to watch the Golden Girls on Saturday nights with my mom when I was a little kid. It was like the Golden Girls, Empty Nest, 227, mm-hmm. and uh, there was another one um, where Sherman Hemsley played a deacon. I can't remember the name of it, um, but that was like the, that, I think that was NBC's Saturday night, Saturday night block of comedies back then. And it was great. Um, and if you get a chance, there's a clip going around on YouTube of one of the scenes where Betty White improved it, and her two co-stars, Rue McClanahan and B. Arthur, absolutely lost it. Like they start laughing it. They kept it in the show because it was so good, but they they lost it. Like they couldn't control themselves, and she's just stone faced, and she she just kept going. And you know, she she used to talk about. What was it? St. Olaf from Minnesota, where she was from, her mm-hmm. character in Golden Girls. But she would go off on these rants and she was, there was this herring circus or something like, it, it is hilarious. I watched it yesterday and had tears in my eyes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she's not video game related, but that one hurt yesterday. So, yeah, yeah, 2021 got one in under the wire there. Um, but yeah, to, to lose Madden and her, uh, you know, back to back like that is pretty crazy. Uh, a stat that I saw that was uh, pretty crazy and made Betty White seem even older um, was that she, uh, after she was um, born, she had. Oh, I'm trying to find the stat here. Okay, Babe Ruth hit 552 home runs after Betty White was born. Okay, that makes her seem so much older to me because Babe Ruth is like a legend of sports in the game. It seems like so long ago. So the fact that he would have hit 500-some home runs after Betty White was born just makes her seem that even that much older. Here's one. Uh, and I saw this a long time ago, and it, it came back up. Uh, we always say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, sliced bread was made after Betty White was born. Um, wow. Uh, she was born before the invention of the commercial bread slicing machine. She um, was alive for all 27 Yankee World Series wins, too. <laughs> That's just insane. She was born in 1922. Uh, this, the commercial bread slicing machine was designed and manufactured 
around 1928. So yeah, it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's the greatest thing since Betty White. So she will definitely be missed. And I, I she's one of the few celebrities I haven't heard anything really say anything bad about. Mm-hmm. Like she was beloved by everybody. Um, so that is that is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, and. Um... Yeah, I saw some awful takes for John Madden too. Um, saw somebody say that uh, I don't know they were trying to equate him with being uh, he was a racist that was harming uh, his video games made people more racist and accelerated the whatever. I mean, uh, I mean, he, there were some really bad takes. I saw that one too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some really bad takes out there. That I mean. Look, you can find clips. Of, you know, they were trying to say that it accelerated the concussions and stuff, his video games and all that kind of stuff. He was an advocate for concussion safety, and you can find videos of him talking about it back in the early 90s when people were not as aware of what When it was just getting do. your bell wrong. Right, exactly. But So, yeah. Uh, so, let's, let's look forward now. Um, yeah, no as, more looking back. As we say go as we say goodbye to 2021, let's look forward to 2022. So, me uh you and I have put together a list of games that we are both looking forward to. We have not shared this list with each other. So, we're going to go back and forth. We'll each uh, uh give a game and talk about it. I'm sure there's at least one if not a couple games that we both might be looking forward to. Um but it'll be interesting to see uh, the differences or some of the similarities that we might have of games that we're looking forward to for 2022 and possibly beyond because the world's going to end or it's, we're going to be stuck in our houses forever and everything might be delayed. So I'll allow you to go first. All right. My, my first one is... Uh, they're not really any order, but I guess I have this one first because it comes out in 27 days for me here. It is on the Nintendo Switch. It is Pokemon Legends Arceus. So it is a different uh, type of Pokemon game. It is uh, set like two to 300 years before the main games that came out, you know, in the 90s and stuff. Um, so... Uh, very old school, old school looking Pokeball, um, kind of free roam, kind of Breath of the Wild esque, uh, walking around, uh, you know, th- that kind of setup and stuff. But I- I'm just really excited for this because I'm a huge Pokemon fan, as people would know probably on my other YouTube, uh, Youngster Jordan. I just do a lot of Pokemon runs on there, stream some Pokemon shiny hunts sometimes. So, I'm really excited for this, and the fact that it's only 27 days away makes me even more excited for it to kind of kick 2022 off, you know, uh, pretty well here. Um, but I already pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered it back in, like, July, so I'm ready to go pick it up whenever. Uh, I already paid it off. I'm ready to go pick it up the day it comes out. So I- I'm excited. Uh, I'll say I think I might have told you. I might have even said it on here. Um, I've never played a single Pokemon game. Um, I have nothing against it. I never, I just never got into it by the time it came out and other people were playing it. And it was one of those, honestly, I looked at and I was just like, 
well, that doesn't appeal to me, so I'm just going to move forward. Um, I thought about getting into uh, trying trying it when, uh, what, what was the one that came out like five years ago The where you were walking around and... Um, I mean, they all have a lot of walking. <laughs> Pokemon Go? Yeah. Okay. I thought about trying to get into Pokemon Go. Um, especially I was working at Walmart and I guess there was just random like gyms and Pokemon found in various things. So like you'd have people walking in, coming into the store, walking around, like not paying attention and, and everything. Um, but then I, 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 I looked at it, but I was like, I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing here. <laughs> I know none of who these things are. And then I saw some of the people and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this fad pass me by. Like, this will be one I'll gladly just accept it's not my thing and miss out on. But I know Pokemon, every time it releases, is a cultural phenomenon. So Huge hit, yep. Uh, for me, this is this is number one for me, without a doubt. Um, it is... I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but it is probably the only game that I will pre-order... And I have enough confidence in the studio that they built up enough that I don't think there's any way they're going to mess the game up. Basically, it's going to be too big to fail. And that's going to be God of War Ragnarok. Um, I've played every God of War since they've came out. It has been a phenomenal series going back to that first Hydra fight on the PS2. It, it's been amazing. Uh, God of War 2018 was unbelievable um the way it was made to be basically one long continuous uh scene with no cuts and Mm. the new story that came in with kratos and now his son and now he's living in a different part trying to hide his past before he's forced to come face to face with it and raising his son by himself and everything um to me uh, there's no release date yet for it this year i think it's i think last i heard was holiday um i hope it is able to be released during the holiday season of this year if not um that's one of the few i probably won't get mad at i'll just cry a few tears and suck it up and wait for it to come out because i know whenever it does come out it's gonna be unbelievable but it's it's the only game where i i I have the confidence that there's no way they're going to release like a cyberpunk or GTA trilogy like this last year, something that's just complete and un- incomplete and unbroken and just a mess. Um, yeah. That's Santa Monica, right? The Santa yeah, Monica Sony, studio. Sony Santa Monica studios has earned that. They, yeah. They've earned that respect and they've earned that confidence that, yeah, they're going to come out with a banger of a game and I have no doubt it's going to be great. Nice. No, I do not have that one on my list. I've not finished. I've not started the God of War 2018. Is that what it was? 2018. Yeah, that yeah, is the one that. I figured we would both have on our list. Honestly. Nope. Yeah, I have not had a chance to play that one. Um, I do have it for free now because of the you know if you if you have PlayStation Online and you have a PS5, they give you like a collection of like a lot of games to download yeah. for free, and that's one of them which um, I haven't had a chance to actually play yet, but I've heard great things. 
All right, so my second one on the list, this is not in order, really, uh, but this one doesn't have a release date either. It's 2022. It was originally 2021 uh, fall and got pushed, but it is called Gotham Knights, made by uh, Warner Brothers Games Montreal. Um, Going to be on Microsoft Windows, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and it is a... <clears throat> Role-playing game, you know, action role-playing game, kind of like the Arkham games where, um, but you're playing Batgirl, Robin, and Red Hood. And uh, apparently uh, in this, Batman or Bruce Wayne is uh, dead, right? I mean, he's probably not actually dead. Um, But it makes these characters have to step out and kind of take up his role here and you go uh, around the city fighting crime together. And I think there is some co-op you can play online with and stuff, but also some single player option for you as well. But, you know, just uh, I'm a big Batman guy and I actually was just playing Arkham Asylum again today while I was sitting around doing nothing. Um, So that was, that was great. I, I really enjoyed those games. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, I've been peeking around that a little bit. Um, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are unbelievable games. Um, they're really great. There's so much to do in them, and the stories told in them are, are um, definitely up there. Uh, Arkham Knight, uh, not so much, especially when you get really to- Arkham Knight's my favorite. Well, yeah. once you get once you got to get in the Batmobile, and now you're like fighting tanks, and it's weird. And I didn't mind it. I I, I didn't. I never played Arkham Origin. Um, somehow I missed out on that one. But I, I I may wait for the reviews on this one to come out. Um, mainly because I don't really know the comic books or the characters that well. Like, I, obviously, I knew Joker and Batman and Penguin, like the the main ones and that's how we got Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Um but I don't I just don't know about the ninety eight different versions of Robin and their different names and the characters and it, it's not not saying it's it's a it's a bad concept or a bad game. because um, when you go to comic books like that, there's so much that you can so many different ways you can branch out and make a game from it. And follow different versions of storylines or whatever. Um, but for this one, I may just wait to see what the reviews are like and, and whether or not it's one of those that I, I I need to pick up. This game has three Robins in it. There's too many Robins. Like It has Robin itself, Tim Drake. That's the third Robin. They have Dick Grayson Nightwing, which is the first Robin. And then they have Jason Todd red hood which is the second robin yeah okay so who does the third what is the name what is the character's name of the third robin you said dick Grayson is the first one he's nightwing right yep yep second one's jason todd and the third one is tim drake yeah. jason todd what's what's his alter ego? red hood yeah and what's tim drake's alter ego robin so he's actually robin even yes. though Sometimes I think he goes by Red Robin now. That's too much for me. 
but Nightwing hey, uh, sometimes takes over as Batman too. Dick has been Batman in the past too. Okay. But yeah. Uh sure. Um next I want to go to Starfield. Uh for me um I I never heard of Bethesda or anything until Fallout 3 came out. And I saw the reviews that Fallout 3 had gotten across the board where it was basically listed as a must-play game. So I said, okay, let's give it a shot. And once you walk out of that vault and you have this open world and there's so much to do in front of you, and then at some point I stumbled around like a death claw murdered me like immediately because I was vastly underpowered. Um, but the story and everything from Fallout 3 was just mind-blowing. So uh, Fallout 4 was okay. Um haven't done Fallout 76. Um, but this is Bethesda's first new IP in like 20 years. Um, it's the first original IP that they have. Um, this one, I'm teetering on whether or not I'm going to pre-order it. Uh, simply because Bethesda's last few games outside of uh, Doom and stuff like that. Like Fallout 76 is just... I, was a dumpster fire when it first originally And they didn't released. make did they they I don't think they made that one, right? I think they published it. Um so like I think it's under Zenimax is the the parent company and then like there's all these other little game publishing or game developing companies underneath. Oh, 76 under the- yeah, was developed by Aust- uh, Bethesda Austin. Yeah, but so they they, they but I think Zenimax is like the actual parent company for it because there's like 15 publishers or something. I don't know. Um, but I, I was kind of skeptical about an online version of Fallout just because for me, I like the the single player adventure mm-hmm. that goes in there. Um, and then when I heard it was basically a hot dumpster fire, I was kind of glad I, I never picked it up. Um, I, I want to see, I want to play this game when it first comes out. But I'm also scared because hopefully Bethesda's gotten rid of the jank that comes with their games and and different issues that they have when they first get released. But this one, this one has a lot of potential to, you know, a lot of people have heard and said like Fallout and Space and various other things. And there's so much that can be done, but it could it can it can also turn around in a heartbeat and be not very good. But that's that's definitely up there on my list of things I'm looking forward to for twenty twenty two. Yeah, I can't really have that one on my list because I guess I have to play it on PC. I guess, and I don't. Maybe is it going to be on PC? I know it's going to be on Xbox right away. Yeah, well, yeah. So it'll be on Game Pass whenever it's released. Um, because of the when Microsoft bought uh, all the Bethesda Studios, now uh, pretty much they said it'll be a case by case basis. But this is the first case of uh, it's coming exclusively to Xbox. Um, there's okay, another yeah. game on my list that is a Bethesda game that was signed to an exclusivity deal before uh, for PS5 before Microsoft's deal went into effect. So they still have to honor that exclusivity deal for however long it is. Um, just like what's the one that just came out this year? 
Wasn't that Deathloop or Yeah, Deathloop. Deathloop. That's what I, I I was trying to look for the case on my thing. Deathloop is another one that was made by Bethesda, um, or one of Bethesda's companies. Um it eventually will come to Xbox, but now initially it's at least a, at least for now it's a PS five exclusive. So you would have to play that on Game Pass on your PC. Or waiting right. a year or two for it to come out on uh, PS5. Yeah, I guess I could play it on PC then at some point. But um, it says it comes out November 11th of 2022. Um, yeah, I just don't have a Series X or anything. So a lot of the times my games are going to be either PC, Nintendo, or <laughs> PS5, uh, I guess, because unfortunately I don't have uh, access. I mean, I, most of the Xbox games will be on PC anyway, but... Um, it's just going to be probably a huge file size on here, too. Yeah, that's that's another one that's probably going to be like 100, 150 gigabytes. Right. And that's going to be another one I'm going to be mad at when I first get it. Yeah, yeah. And especially if, like, I don't know if Best Buy will be, will be in stores by then, but if Best Buy does, like, a midnight release, or for us here on the West Coast, it's, like, usually a 9. 9, release. yeah. So I can go pick it up, and then I'll probably come home, put it in my console, and go to sleep, and it'll be installed the next morning. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds intriguing. I like Bethesda. Maryland represent. Uh, they're from Bethesda, Maryland, Rockville area. Um, so, you know, I got to shout out my Maryland teams there. Um, but... Yeah, so I, I am looking forward to seeing, I guess, what it is, but I know a lot of people have kind of fallen more sour on Bethesda lately, especially after the Skyrim, uh, you know, port, um, <laughs> it seems like. Uh, just like GTA Five, that, that the Skyrim's been on, like, every console. Um, even, even Switch, I think, now. Uh, but... My next one is called Hogwarts Legacy. It is an open world game that takes place in the late 1800s where you play a student at Hogwarts. You're uh, able to choose your Hogwarts house or at least get sorted, I guess. It says choose on here, but attend classes and explore an open world consisting of locations like the Forbidden Forest and Hogsmeade Village. Uh you will learn to cast various spells, brew potions, tame magical beasts, and a morality system will play a role in the game, deciding if you are going to be good or bad. Uh, and players will be able to customize their character's voice, body type, and whether they are a witch or a wizard. It's delayed until 2022, so it is sometime this year. Um, I'm really excited for this because I... I had saw gameplay footage of this leak in 2018 and then it was like radio silence until 2020 when it was officially announced. And I was just like, I just want to make sure this game's okay. I want to make sure this game is getting released. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be on all the platforms. It says here of um, uh, windows, PS4, PS5, Xbox one, Xbox series X. So just none of the Nintendo consoles, but uh, it sounds great. It sounds like a, pretty much like a Knights of the Old Republic for Harry Potter, and I think that sounds awesome. So, surprisingly, this was one of the ones on my list that was like a backup. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> because I thought you were going to have God of War on there. Um, 
I just watched the Harry Potter series for the first time. Oh, that's right. Uh, my best friend who lives out in Maryland, we were both in the army together. She's retiring this year now. Um, but uh, especially during the days of the pandemic, um, where I have a day off um, and she was working from home, we would, because it, I got, I, I bought the Blu-ray set for Prime Day and it was like 30 bucks or something. So I was like, eh, I'm sure I'll get around to watching these movies at some point. And, you know, this eight disc, eight movie set or whatever for like 30 <laughs> bucks, like, sure, why not? So, and then when she found out I had never watched it, she was very upset. So we would have watch alongs together. And then I'm asking her all these questions. Like we're testing each other back and forth while I'm watching it. Like, and it, 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 I can understand why it was such a cultural phenomenon that it was minus the author now and her. <laughs> but that's a whole nother yeah. part. We won't go there, but I, I can understand why it was such a cultural phenomenon. Um, I, I remember uh, when I went to college, uh, one of the, I went to an art school uh, for photography, and there was a guy who was an actor producer in my, one of my classes. We were doing something, and we, we were just having a conversation. He was from England. I think he actually said he auditioned for it, but he didn't get any of the parts. But back in the day, he did. But um, it, it was just one of those things. Like I remember, like for me, like the original Star Wars trilogy was this huge thing when I was a kid. And he was like, he was just like the way he broke it down. He was like. He's like, man, that was my childhood. Like, you had Star Wars. I have Harry Potter. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Like, like I, I never thought of it like that, but you're right. Um, and they're a great series of movies. Uh, and I may, I, I may look to see what the reviews are, but this may be one I check out. This seems like one of those that can go on forever where you can just do all kinds of things. And I've read some of the same stuff you did. It's supposed to have a sorting hat. I don't know if the sorting hat's going to choose for you based on what kind of... Maybe you can steer in a certain way or something. Based on what kind of initial... Because, uh, you know, you might get... With a lot of RPGs, you get, like, 50 points to spread out through all these various right, skills. Right, yeah, whatever, right, yeah, yeah. So depending how you put, you know, where you put these 50 points in whatever skills or whatever it's going to be, you know, when you put the sorting hat on, it might put you in whatever house. Um I think that would be an original theory, an idea. Um, but I'm also not one of the ones making a video game, so uh but yeah, I'm 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 that one's on my radar. I'm checking that one out too. Yeah, and uh you know that that's what got me um you know, interested in uh in in reading. I wasn't a big reader before Harry Potter. I got uh, it was, you know, in fifth grade or whatever, fourth grade, I think it was fifth grade or something. I was maybe not fifth grade, maybe fourth grade, but I was in um, some class and I had forgotten my homework, which meant I couldn't do recess. So they're like, you have to read a book instead. And that was on the, uh, that was there. The the book was, was there and I picked it up and I said, I keep hearing people talk about this, so I'm going to read it. And then I got home and found my sister's copy, which she never read. She wasn't a reader at all. Um, and, you know, continued reading it and then eventually got all my own copies of the books, went to all the midnight releases for the books and the movies and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited for this game. If hopefully, you know, we don't have a date or anything, but I'm thinking 
I'd much rather not have a date than have a date and have it get moved. So I'm kind of fine with these games just being like, it's this year. And, you know, if anything happens, it'll be next year. Like just, you know, once we start seeing more trailers for it, we'll, we'll get the gist if it's coming out this year or not. Yeah. Once like E3 and various things or E3 timeframe comes out. And once, once we start seeing more footage and gameplay leak or whatever, we'll know, a lot of these games are actually closer to being released than I, I, I agree with you though. I'd rather, especially with everything going on um, up until maybe a month or two before it releases, you know, keep it quiet. Like, Hey, it's coming out this year. And then let's say in like July, you want to say, Hey, it's releasing September 15th. Right. So then, you know, that, that gives people time yeah. to do whatever, but then at least instead of saying like it, Cyberpunk's a prime example. Oh, it's going to release on this day. Oh, well, we got to push it back two months. And then right before that one, oh, we got to push it back another month. And then, oh, we got to push it back another six months. Like, And, and I know these people are working hard, and there's a lot that's not in their control. Um, so I'm not mad at them. But uh, just, yeah, I'm with you. Just wait till we get, wait till you know it's about done, and then give us a firm release date then. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully the controversy with J.K. Rowling doesn't delay it even more or anything. Well, I don't think she has anything to. I think, I think she doesn't. They've she... they've been very up forward with it, but the, the, you know, the, it's the you know, and, and they're still going to be releasing the new Fantastic Beasts movie, which comes out this year as well, which is um, the prequel series, of, and it had its own set of controversies with Johnny Depp having the <laughs> yeah. And they had to pay him. They still had to pay him a salary. Yeah, but Mads Mikkelsen is in it, and he's a much better choice. I am so happy about that. He might be. But, I mean, Johnny Depp's going to get, what, $15, $20, 30000000 million for the movie regardless? Like, they had to pay him. Like, that's that's money that's just gone. So. Yeah. Um, uh, so, where do I want to go next? I'll take one next. So... This one, for me, it doesn't have a release date. It might be this year. It might be next year. Um, we don't know. It It was supposed to be out this year in 2021, but it got delayed. And that's Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Part 2. Mm. Um, I remember seeing this game. I remember I bought my first computer in 1997 in Korea when I was stationed in Korea. Wow. And it was a crappy Packard Bell desktop, right? And I was going to get into computer games. And I was going to get into playing games on my computer. And then the more I researched it, I realized, A, this crappy Packard Bell desktop (laughs) can't really be upgraded because that's not what it's meant for. It was meant to be like, that's meant to be like a home computer. Right. And two, I bought the original Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines, but it couldn't run on this Packard Bell desktop that I had. And then as I started doing research, and I realized even back then it was going to cost like a grand or like two grand to like custom build a computer for high enough specs that's going to run this stuff, right? And that's kind of how I I fell out of computer gaming and got into consoles because I'm like, this is this is too much. And then like every couple of years I gotta upgrade update graphics cards and various other things. Like 
I'll just pass. I'll, I'll stick with a console that I buy new one every five or six years. Um, but I remember buying the game and I couldn't return it. And I was never able to play it. Didn't get great reviews, but it has become like a cult classic. A lot of people um, mm. really did like the game. And I saw that there was supposed to it was supposed to come out this last year. But uh, the publisher and the developer ran into some issues. Um, let's see. It was announced in March 2019. Uh, updates were sporadic. Got delayed. Um, the, the publisher Paradox Interactive, um, in October admitted it was almost canceled. Um, there's a new company called Hardsuit Labs, or the company that was initially making the game, Hardsuit Labs, is no longer working on it. Um, a new studio is taking over development of it. Um that uh and they also said they will not offer a new release date and it will not say who the new developer of the game is because they don't want fans harassing the developers of the game asking for updates or like if they put info out you know like review bombing whatever information they put out um they said they want the developer to be able to just work on the game in peace and solitude mhm and then release the game when it's complete without having to have issues of something come out, fans don't like it, and then there's enough backlash and they have to change stuff. Or if they don't like stuff, then developers start getting, the people who make it start getting death threats and stupid things like that. I hope this is a good game. I hope this is, um, I hope the game comes out, first of all. Hope this doesn't turn into be vaporware, where it's something that we don't see. I mean, hell, it took Duke Nukem forever, fifteen years to come out, but it finally did. wasn't any good, but it finally came out. <laughs> um, but we also had Psychonauts two last year that came out after like ten or twelve years. Um, but I hope it does come out, and I hope it's a good game. And I, I hope this is something that can. Oh, uh, um, I hope it's done well. That's I guess all I can really say. All right. Uh, my fourth one is Gran Turismo 7. Uh, I mentioned how I got Gran Turismo for free with my PS2. That was what the, you know, the game that came with back in the day. Um, and uh, I'm not a big in games, but I like the, like on Gran Turismo 4, I liked just being able to unlock more cars, like collecting the cars, putting them in my garage and just being like, I have that car. I used to always want to unlock the PT Cruiser because my grandparents had a PT Cruiser. And I just feel like this car sucks, but it's my grandparents. I have it here, you know? Like, um, So I'm looking forward to this one because I did not have a PS3 for Gran Turismo 5 or 6, I guess. Um, so for me, I haven't been able to play this since Gran Turismo 4. So I'm, I'm really excited. I got a PS4 thinking that one day I'd get a Gran Turismo game. They come out with the sport one, which was not really what I wanted. I want like the real cars, like to just be able to drive around with like, you know, just regular cars and, and stuff and race with, with those and such. So I'm really looking forward to this. This is supposed to come out March 4th of uh, this year. Um, 
I touched on this earlier. Uh, I'm more of an arcade or a fun type of racer. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I I, will, I cannot deny is the Gran Turismo games are definitely top notch when it comes to how they look. Um, the details um, of the cars, the lighting, the reflections, the look of the cars and everything are um, almost unmatched when it comes to what they do. But for me, it's just one of those, I can't do it, like I said, because I think I tried playing one of the Gran Turismo's, but that like... And I don't know if it's still the same way. Like you've got to, you got to start messing with your gear ratios and tire pressure and drag coefficients and all these other things. And I don't know. Like I said, I put. I don't even have to put the key in now. I have my remote in my in the car. Hit the button to start the car. Hit the gas. Car go room. Like I can change my oil, tires, and things, and that's about it. Yeah, no, I know nothing about cars, so I just kind of uh, just. <laughs> try to do my best i guess um but I, I i can definitely appreciate the graphics and the engine of the game um for sure uh next for me uh i'm gonna say ghostwire tokyo this is the game i i kind of talked about before that is a bethesda game that is going to be exclusive to the ps5 um, I don't know if it's a timed exclusive or just going to be exclusive in general. Um, but this is this is the agreement with, I talked about before that they signed before mm-hmm. um, Microsoft bought uh, ZeniMax Media or whatever it is. Um, I don't know a ton about the game. Um, they, they really have it um, as far as like story and various things. They haven't said a, a ton about the game. Uh, let me... Let me see if I can pull something up. But it's a uh, takes place in a version of Tokyo where never, nearly every living person has disappeared. Players have to use a combination of magic and martial arts to combat ghosts that now occupy the city. Um, game from the developers behind the Evil Within series looks bizarre and intriguing, even if the story remains a complete mystery. Um, the trailers look cool, and it. It has me intrigued. Like that's all I can really say. Like this is another one of those that can, it can be one of those where you put it in and after you wait the four and a half hours to install it, and you start playing, you can be completely enthralled, or within like thirty minutes you can be you can pull a job from Arrested Development and say I've made a huge mistake. Um, Toss it back to whence it came into the sea. Just sit, I, I can just see me sitting there on the couch. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it has me intrigued. And that that's enough. Like where it, 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 I like the fact that not enough has been put out about it. So nobody really knows the story or what the gameplay actually looks like or what's going on with it. It's just one of those, like people are kind of clamoring and it's just, we want more, but. They're kind of just feeding us little birdies just a little bit here and there. Like, here you go. Here's a little piece of bread, little birdie. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Um, I I don't think I really even heard of this game that much, so uh, it is not on my list. 
So my last game here is fun, okay, and nostalgic, and been originally supposed to release in 2019, um, or maybe 2020. Yeah, it was 2020, but it was announced in 2019. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Sign me up for it. Uh, I grew up playing Lego Star Wars. This one's going to have, you know, all nine films in it. Uh, it's on Windows, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. It's supposed to come out around spring of 2022. But again, that's been moved so many times as they've had trouble with some of the engine, I think. Uh, they built a new engine for this Lego game. Um, apparently, it's given them some problems. But it's going to have over, like... 300 characters um a good chunk of those playable uh it is 300 playable characters with even more characters not playable uh yeah i mean it just i'm not sure if you ever played any of the lego star wars games but they are uh they are fun and i'm looking forward to seeing what this one is going to be like i've never played any of the lego games period um once again, not that I had anything against them. Um, they've all reviewed pretty well. Um, and they've looked fun. And there's been a couple where I've thought, like, ah, oh, maybe I'll get around to checking that one out. And then I get enthralled with something else and I never did. Um, that, that one has potential. I, I, could see, I could see that one being a fun game and going from there. Um, honestly, I just want to see the scene of, of them in the, the Cantina Band and Legos playing. You can probably look it up. Uh, you know, they have uh, the second Lego Star Wars game, which was about the original trilogy, had the whole hub, like, choose what level you go into, was the cantina. Um, so that's fun. In the first game, it was the prequels, and it was at Dexter's um, diner from Attack of the Clones. That was the, uh, the hub there. So uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, they've were very simple back then they're they're much more advanced now lego marvel superheroes is one of my favorite lego games um had a great original story so they've they've done some with original stories based around characters but this one is going to be you know all nine films i think five levels of film so it's it's going to be pretty pretty beefy game all right number five for me um this one's not a new game. Uh, and I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I want a functioning and it's supposed to, I guess, the next generation version of Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Um, there is a good game in there. There's a really good game in Cyberpunk. Um, I think I, I had like maybe 40, 50 hours invested in it already, but I just, um, and so when I first got it, I was playing it on the Series X, or not Series X, I was playing it on the One X, and then I was able to get the Series X, so I didn't have all of the issues that a lot of people did, I was always playing it on a little bit more beefed up of a system, right? Um, but I did have some some issues of weird things happening and the game just, re, you know, rebooting and resetting itself. Um, 
this is the next gen version and the DLC and updates have been moved around quite a few times. It was supposed to have been out this year at least once or twice and then it got pushed. I guess now the word is spring of, of 2022. Um, like I said, there is a good game in there and there's so much to do in there. And I can understand the review. I can understand why it got different sets of reviews. I can understand, like, I think IGN gave it like a four for the base consoles because it was basically just unplayable. But I think it got an eight or a nine for the PC version because when you were playing with a beefed up PC that had good specs mm-hmm. and everything, they didn't have it any or very many issues at all. And uh, I've seen a lot of that all around of, of yeah, like they wouldn't recommend playing it like on a base model PS4 or an Xbox One. But if you have something beefier, yeah. Or if you're playing it on a, a nice PC, yes. So I can, I can, I've enjoyed the time that I've spent with it and I think I can enjoy it more, but I want, I want the better version that we should have gotten a while ago. And I don't know why I'm holding out hope, um, that we'll actually get it this year because CG Project Red has kind of burned all of their goodwill to the ground, especially when it came to this game. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's. It's pretty much gone. There have been class action lawsuits, and I think the Polish government got involved, and I think our government got involved at some point. Um, but I, I think if they, I think if this is another one that could have been done, like uh, what's the what's the planet game there where you go into space? Um, no Man's Sky. Yeah, like No Man. If, I think honestly, if they would have done it like No Man's Sky, where it once they realized how bad it was if they would have just not said anything and went back to actually fixing the game off the bat. From what I hear, No Man's Sky now is really loved and there's a lot of people who play that game on a regular basis and there's a ton to do. But they took the time and effort to to work on it. And and I hope the developers and people making the game are doing that. Mm -hmm. I hope we get to see a better vision of that game this year. Nice. Yeah, uh we did a good job. We didn't we didn't really have any overlap. That was good. I I I'm really shocked that you didn't have God of War. Um The only yeah, other one just because I haven't played the first one. I don't think I you know, it's not really a game I think that I'd probably be able to play out of order, I guess. The only other one I, I honestly have that's a new game, because I honestly want to see like whatever updates for Halo Infinite or Forza. Um is Advance Wars for the Switch. Mm. Um, I remember playing that on the DS. Um, and I I can't believe it's taken them this long to make an Advance Wars game. Like, I don't think I'm familiar with that. It's basically kind of like a Command and Conquer um, type of game. Uh, but it's got like little cartoony like little units and everything. It, 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 it's kind of hard to explain, but like you can look up screenshots of it and everything. It was it's a really good game, as far as like a turn-based strategy game. Um, oh, here it is. So they're what, coming out with so it's originally a Game Boy Advance game that is uh, being re-released, which is why it was called Advance Wars. 
and then it, it I played it on the DS and it was a great game. Um, I guess it it's honestly one of the few turn-based strategy games I've ever really been able to get into. But and the Switch is what like four years old now, five years old. Five twenty seventeen is when it came out, so it's on its fifth anniversary. It's taken this long to get. Well, two things. It's taken this long to get an Advance Wars game. Yeah, the last game before this was 2008, it says. And I think that was for the DS or the 3DS or something like that. And we haven't had a new Mario game, like a brand new Mario game either. Like, what's going on, Nintendo? We have on the Switch. Odyssey. That came out when the Switch first came. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but. That's it. Like we, we we had that when the Switch first came out, and that's that's it. Um, where, where's our Mario? Yeah, I mean they've had. Other, I guess th- it is kind of shocking. Like even Mario Kart was a, a remake of the Wii U version. Um, and they just announced the final character for that like a couple months ago. Oh no, that's Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Smash. Yeah, that was Smash. Yeah, yeah. Super right, Smash. Yeah. Whatever. Smash. Smash Brothers. Um, yeah, that one's been out, and that was a, a, I think, a continuation of the Wii U version as well. Um, so yeah, they've been kind of Nintendo's just just off doing their own thing over there, man. I like it though, I like the change of pace sometimes. I, I, I wonder what's next for them because I want their next one to be like the Switch, I want it to be able to be a handheld or a console, I don't want them to switch to something else because. No pun intended there, because it is um, it it's nice when I can, you know, I can plug it in here, and I can, you know, play some stuff on the screen. I can make some videos this way, or if I don't want to, I can take it out of there and play it on a TV or handheld. And it's been great to be able to just kind of carry those games around, you know, wherever I'm wherever I'm at. So I'm hoping that whatever's next it's like a switch two or something i don't know what they'll call it but i do hope they don't go back into making just a handheld and just a console i like these being combined i can see the the appeal of that i mean i have a switch myself but i would i would like to see like a full-fledged 4k capable like actual just console from nintendo um, I don't think they will. I think they will probably stick with a hybrid model like they have with the Switch. Um, but I would like to see them get into like the full-fledged 4K gaming and something that has to be hooked up to the TV and, and gives you something like that. Yeah, because I, I just don't think they'll ever create a powerful enough console to rival these two. So I, I like them just kind of doing their own thing. And I like that they're able to do it on their own pace. You know, 2017, when the Switch came out, we were still in the middle of PS4, Xbox. What was that one? X One. Yeah. Um, all those names are confusing me. Yeah. Uh, we so, were in the middle so, of the Xbox One. And the, literally, it was like halfway through or like a year or two after. It was three years in. I think it was three or four years into those. Um, which then lasted another... Uh, three years or so. Um, But before I felt like they were trying to always come out with them at the same time. It'd be like, here's the Wii. And then, Oh, here's the Wii U, you know, to kind of coincide with those. And it was like, they were trying to 
catch up on it. I just like them doing their own thing. Their games don't have to be as powerful, I guess. Um, but if they can just make good, you know, good systems with good games, I mean, people will flock to them. The Switch is sold extremely well. Oh, yeah. And the fact yeah, that think... they now have like a cheaper one with the light, but you can't you can't put that in the TV. Yeah, it's just handheld. I think they said that the Switch has a possibility of eventually becoming the best-selling console of all time. Well, let's look it up. I think PS2 is up there right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking on Wikipedia as of right now. It would have PS2 a while to go. It has 155 million. The DS yeah. Family, 154. Game Boy in Color, 118. PlayStation 4, 116. PlayStation, the original PlayStation, 102. The Wii is 101. Uh, the Nintendo Switch uh, is at 80 or 92. Yeah, so the Switch is at 92 million. I have it up on the screen for people that that want to view it there. Um, but, yeah, it, it's at 92. That would have a while to go. Because uh, I'm assuming five years in, we probably only have a few more years maybe of the Switch before they come out with another one. I don't know. Um. That's crazy. It's already sold more than the 3DS. You know, so when people act surprised that like the newest Pokemon games are selling more than the 3DS games, I'm not because this has a bigger install base by almost 20 million. Um, I didn't know the PSP sold 80 million. Jeez. That seems crazy because they did not support that one well enough, I don't think. And I love I I I got one when it first came out and I love the PSP. Yes. Yeah, I had a PSP as well. It's crazy how well the PS2 sold, though. I The Switch is almost surpassing the Wii, which is unheard of, because I felt like even my grandmother had a Wii, and she's not a video gamer. So, like, that that's pretty crazy on how much we're getting, how, how well the Switch is doing. Well, you, you know what helped the PS2, right? The fact that it had the built-in DVD player. Yes, yeah. Some people had that just for DVDs. Yeah, you know? that was because it was for, cheaper than a DVD. It, it player. was it was inexpensive, and the fact that it played, you could watch movies from it. You know, and play DVDs. Like for some families and some people, that was their DVD player. Um. So you know, hey, why not? Yeah, and having uh. You know, Game Boy makes sense. 118 million. It's crazy. 1989 and 1998 for Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Million. Well, okay. So here, so look at this. The PS4 came out in 2013. 2013 has 116 million. Four years later, the Switch came out and is at 92. Yeah. That's good. I mean, look, and here's the thing. They just came out with a new Switch with the OLED, which is probably going to lower the base model down a bit. Yeah. Which is going to lower the light down a bit. And that's going to make 
these things even more accessible. Like when I went to get my 3DS, right, uh, which is lower on the list. Uh, but when I went to go get my 3DS, look. I, so I've been playing Pokemon my entire life, right? I mean, pretty much Game Boy came out. Uh, you know, I got Yellow Pokemon Yellow when that came out, which was like ninety in the nineties, right? Like ninety seven, ninety eight. So I'm like six or seven years old, and um, from there I played every single game. And the only time I had a gap was the 3DS came out while I was on the Disney College program in 2013, and I was broke. <laughs> I was so broke on the Disney College program. Okay, I'm making seven dollars an hour pretty much, and uh, having to pay half of that to rent uh, pretty much for, for this apartment uh, on Disney property. So, you know, I'm, right, and I did not have a 3DS. I came back and went back to work at my grocery store, then went back down uh, to Disney for 2015. So I was broke pretty much that entire time through college. Could not afford a 3DS. I got a 3DS once I got more stable with uh, work after came back from the Disney college program. So I got my 3ds in like early 2016. So at that point, the 3ds had been out for three years and the prices had just gone down enough where I was able to get a newer model of it for pretty cheap. And one thing I almost bid on is they've released the 2ds could play 3ds games but you couldn't have on the 3ds like the 3d capability but that thing looks so chunky i'm not sure if anybody's familiar i'm not sure if you're familiar with the 2ds i just remember the original ds so let me show you this um oh man they came out with a really nice 2ds okay but this one i'm about to share on the screen here it loads it it couldn't fold so that was a downside of it and this one was going for when it came out like 79 dollars and i was like 79 dollars i could probably swing that just to play some pokemon because that's literally all i'd play on these ds games right on these ds guns um i was like i could totally do that that's no problem but I kept pondering and I was like, I could just go at that point. The the 3ds had lowered price again. And I was like, I could just spend an extra like 50 to 60 bucks and make sure I have this nice one that folds and has the 3d capability, which I barely use, but it, that's kind of how the Nintendo, Nintendo consoles start going and how all these consoles start going where they come out the pro and then the base one goes down and all this kind of stuff. So and then you have massive Black Friday sales, where you right? Get, you know, especially like when the new one, like so, like if if like when the PS4 Pro came out, you know, obviously that knocked the PS4 price down, and then you had like a bunch of Black Friday sales where it was like the PS4 and like God of War and like I think her for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn for like 199 bucks or something like, you know. We have sales like that. Yeah, people are going to scoop those things up like crazy. Yeah, and, and you know, they came, like I said, they just came out the new model of the Switch, a couple models of the Switch. It, it, if that continues to press down the low, like lower the prices of the other ones, then 
it could conceivably, I don't think it'll reach PS2 status, but it'll pass a lot of those other consoles. I think if they if they ever did release like the Switch Pro or whatever it was going to be called, the rumored version that was supposed to have like the 4K screen, you know, like the beefed up version of the Switch. Um, I think that one would have uh, that one would have a possibility of doing it because then, especially if they did something like the next Breath of the Wild or the next Mario, were only capable, you know, were only playable on that version of the, mm. the the Switch. That right there is going to be a system seller. Zelda and, and Mario. Pokemon. Um, yeah, but I, I, have they ever, has it only been like only, like I'm saying, like now if they, if like you can, you can still play uh, Mario Odyssey on any version of the Switch. The OLED, the Switch Lite. Yeah, the yeah. Switch. But if Mario Odyssey 2 or Mario Super Odyssey, whatever it's gonna, whatever the next version might be called, if that was only playable only on the Switch Super Pro, hypothetically, is mm-hmm. what I just named it. If it's if it's you can only play that on the Switch Super Pro, and Breath of the Wild Two is only playable on the Switch Super Pro, then that right there is gonna be that those two definitely would be enough to sell uh, the consoles because those are. Those are system sellers anyway. You know, the next Mario Kart, available only on the Switch Super Pro, right? Um, so here's the best-selling Switch games of all time. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 38 million. Animal Crossing New Horizons, 34 million. Super Smash Bros, 25 million. Breath of the Wild, 24 million. Pokemon Sword and Shield, 22.64 million. So, I mean, it's a pretty big system. So you got Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee at 13 million. You know, you have, like you said, Odyssey and Party are up there. Um, if it's any of those three uh, or, like, any of those, you know, Smash Bros, Mario, Zelda, Pokemon, yeah. the if you're coming Animal out with Crossing, those, yeah. yeah. And the bad thing is Animal Crossing usually takes a lot longer to make, so that would probably be... Um, it's only, you know, like this one's only the fifth entry in 2020. So you're probably looking at a while away from there. I mean, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl is already at 6 million. It just came out in November. And that this date was December 8th that they counted those. So that that is uh, shot up to already 17th best-selling Switch game. So, uh, yeah, any of those type of games are going to sell a system. Any of these top top five and are going to just, I mean, ring fit adventure, probably not selling a system, but what happens is ring fit adventure jumps up the list because so many people have the system due to those other games. And then they think it looks fun that they go ahead and get a ring fit adventure. Well, you know what, you know what bumped that one up the whole pandemic because people, yes, people out. were exercising. Yep. Yeah. That was the only way for them to exercise. Like apparently it what it, not not that it was doing bad, it wasn't selling for a while. I was just kind of sitting there on the shelf. And then once it's expensive all these, too. All these lockdowns went into place and people had to find a way to exercise. And then all of a sudden people wanted to pick it up and you couldn't find it anywhere. But um Yeah, I mean I guess you you're right. Uh, if whatever the next Pokemon would be. But yeah, if if you know, that's another one. If it's if it's available only on the Super Switch Pro, you know. 
then yeah, that's going to be one of those that are uh, that that'll drive up another 40, 50 million in sales because that's the only way you're going to be able to play those things. Yeah. So it, I mean, you know, it's at ninety two. Who knows what? Who knows what it's going to be after Christmas, right? And uh, you know, we got tax time coming up, so who knows what those numbers are going to be after? Oh, and isn't that just crazy to think? Sorry, Super Mario Kart or Mario Kart is at like thirty eight million out of ninety two million. You know, you're at like. More than a third of the people that own a Switch own Mario Kart. That's just a. It's crazy. Well, at the same time, you you got to go for what you know. So, you know. Yeah, I, it's just I, the I impact of it. You know, the, the the impact that Mario Kart has. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, typically, think about a mom, dad buying, grandma buying it for you know son, daughter, grandkid, you know whatever. When they go pick it up. The first thing, especially, heaven forbid, they go to like a game, if they buy it in store, um, those are probably going to be the ones that someone at the store recommends from a GameStop or Best Buy or something like that. But the one, the parents or grandparents or uncles or whatever are definitely going to know, especially if they're older, are, is Mario and, you know, stuff like that. So that that's... That's one thing I, I, I kind of glad I don't have to deal with, and I heard some stories about it. Uh, remember when you were a kid, or at least I know I had it, getting like a Nintendo or Super Nintendo or Genesis, and parents, you know, family, friends would go buy you a game, but they didn't know what the game was about, so they had to go off box art. And sometimes, yeah, they would just buy this random game. Sometimes they would strike gold, like Castlevania or Tetris, and sometimes they would buy the worst game in the world. Because it looked cool on the box art. Right. Man. Good times. You know, I remember when I got my Game Boy, uh, I had opened, my, my aunt had given me a gift before I got the game, and I had opened it, and it was a Game Boy game. <laughs> and I I looked at her, I said, I don't have this. I have Sega Genesis. Like, thanks for nothing, pretty much. And then the next day, I opened up my Game Boy, and I felt like a jerk. But... You know, and I'm like six. Uh, but, you know, I was like, man, they got me the wrong thing. We'll have to take it back. Um, but no, it's just a hint to come of, of what I was getting. Well, I'm sure that happened to a lot of people, especially oh, yeah. back in the day. Well, even even when it was just the PlayStation and Xbox, like, yeah, you can buy something for the wrong system. You know, if you don't oh, yeah. know what they have easily. So, um and as they say, it's the thought that counts. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, any other thoughts before we head out of here? Uh, no. Just uh, hope everybody's list who's listening to, had like I said, had a happy holiday, staying safe out there, and um, numbers are surging for the pandemic. So let's be safe, and and, and hopefully, you know, you and your family stay safe and. Um, take care of your mailman and <laughs> all right well if you want to tweet us you can tweet us at pixel pals vg as in video game pod and facebook at pixel pals pod uh but yeah that, that about wraps up here thanks for listening have a great rest of your new year and we'll see you next time 
where hopefully we have some more news. If not, we'll find some topic to talk about here on Pixel Pals. So thanks for listening or watching, and have a great day.